And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, and they were keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. Verse 12, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on the earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left him and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Okay, so, so far an angel has appeared to Mary and told her she's going to have a baby, right? And, and it's going to be a son and you're going to name him Jesus. You're going to name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. In, in Matthew 1.20, it tells us that the angel appeared to Joseph too. Because after Joseph found out that she was pregnant, Joseph had a Mary Maury Povich moment and said, I'm not the father. <laughs> Joseph said, hold up, I'm not the father. And so an angel appeared to Joseph and said, it's okay. You, you're going to marry. This is from the Spirit of God. She's not cheating. This is from the Spirit of God. She will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, and he will take away the sins of the world. And so the baby's born, and then an angel appears to the shepherds, and, and, and he says, this is what has just taken place. This child has just been born. And, and here's what you're to look for. Here's a sign. You'll find the baby wrapped in cloves, in, in cloths, in a manger. So apparently this is not an everyday thing. You'll find this baby. When you see that, that'll be a sign that this is the one. And so let's continue in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and they asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and we've come to worship him. And so when King Herod found out that, that the Magi were looking for this King of the Jews, King Herod got jealous, King Herod got angry, and, and so he started asking, Where is this kid supposed to be born? And so they tell him, well, the prophecy says that he's going to be born in Bethlehem. And so Herod starts investigating. He sends them out. He says, I'll tell you what, go and find out where he's born so that I can go and worship him. You're right. Matthew 2, 9. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star that they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was born. Isn't that cool? God put a star to lead them, and wherever the star went, they followed. Wherever, oh, come on, this is a message for somebody. Whenever this, wherever the star goes, you follow, right? Wherever God leads you, you, and so God, it says the star stopped in the place where the child was, and when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshiped him, and they opened their treasures, and they presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Perhaps where we get our tradition of gifts, only we make it about us and not about 
Matthew 2, 13. And when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And the angel said, get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for this child to kill him. And so it was fulfilled. The Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Now, the Magi never went back to tell Herod where the boy was. And so in verse 16 we read, So Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi. He was so furious, he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its, and its vicinity in the area that were two years old and under in accordance with the time that he had learned from the Magi. So in an effort to kill, Herod wanted to kill the king of the Jews, kill Jesus, because he couldn't pinpoint it, he said, I'm going to kill every son in this entire area <coughs> that's two years old and under. And which this, this, in him doing this, this fulfilled another prophecy, which talks about the mourning of the, these mothers are going to be mourning and because they've lost all their children. That's a prophecy from the Old Testament. Verse 22, having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and he lived in a town called Nazareth. And so was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. So listen, what I want you to see through this story, what's so incredible about his story is that for this baby to be considered the Messiah, he had to fulfill every prophecy and every promise that was written about him before, hundreds of years before he was born. Do you see what's happening? He had to fulfill every, for him to have been Jesus, for him to be the Christ, for him to be the Messiah, he had to fulfill. And so that's why we read through the story how all these prophecies came to pass. These prophecies were words that were written in the Old Testament by Micah, by Hosea, by Jeremiah, by Isaiah. They were written years before. Church, I want you to see that it's not just a baby in a manger story. These prophecies were all written by different authors at different times from different places. And it wasn't all in one book like we have it now. So you have to see that what's amazing here. One, one prophecy said he'd be born in Bethlehem. Another prophecy said he'd be called out of Egypt. But another prophecy said he'd be called the Nazarene. Now that doesn't make sense. One person can't be born in Bethlehem, called out of Egypt, and considered a Nazarene unless... God had ordained every step of the way. Do, do you see that? Like, that couldn't happen. If, if I was born in Cuba, I'm Cuban, right? So I couldn't be a, born in Cuba, but I'm Dominican, but I'm from, no, but I'm called Puerto Rican. No, I, it, you know what I'm saying? All these things had to work in the same exact way that they were prophesied about. It could not have happened if God had not directed every step and given careful instruction through the angels and even use horrible men like Herod and use his plans for destruction and use them for the good of us. Amen? So we see through all these different scriptures the history of his story. And it's so beautiful. Every word and every promise ever written about the Messiah had to be fulfilled. And so it was in Jesus. And that's why, understand, that's why when they saw the star of Bethlehem, where's my star? All right, there's one, that's good. When they saw the star of Bethlehem, people came running. 
when they saw the star of Bethlehem, people came running because it was, had been written that this would happen this way. And when the things that had been written start to happen, people got excited. Amen? There was expectancy when, when people start to see that things are happening the way they knew that they were going to start happening. Scripture tells us about a man named Simeon. Simeon takes place in Luke chapter 2, verse 25. It says, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. So this was a man of God. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when at the same time that the parents had it was time for, it was customary for Jesus to be circumcised. And so at the same time that they had brought him into the temple, Simeon, led by the Spirit of God, was brought to the temple. And so it says, when the parents brought the baby Jesus in to do for him what was custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and he praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant, for my eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes have seen your salvation. See, Simeon was a man that walked with the Spirit of God. God told him, you won't die until you see the Messiah. Can you, can you imagine the prophetic word given? You're not going to die until you see the Messiah. And then here he is, old in age, and he, the Spirit leads him to go to the temple. He gets to the temple, and they bring this Messiah to him. There's an expectancy that Simeon had, and he was waiting, and he says, nothing else matters. Now I have seen the king. I've seen the God of mercy. The entire New Testament is filled with both expectancy and fulfilled prophecy. It's the history of his story. Church, I don't ever want us to look at Christmas the same again. I don't ever want us to look at Christmas without reflecting on his story. So this week, this season, we celebrate the fact that the God of mercy has been born. Amen? And Isaiah wrote, years before it ever happened, Isaiah wrote, For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The angel appeared to Mary and said, you will have a son, and you will name him Emmanuel, God with us. Your love is like radiant diamonds bursting inside us. We cannot contain your love, will surely come find us like blazing wildfire. Singing your name 
probably got all your Christmas shopping done. You probably just got a, a couple of things left to do. But by Thursday, this will all be over. And before we go into another year, before we begin another year and, and, and let things be the same, can I challenge you today to make, to change history by trusting his story. Amen? Listen, the, the words of this song says, His love will surely come find us like blazing wild fires singing His name. And I believe that's what's happening right now. I believe right now His love is finding you. I believe some of you here for the first time, some of you have been here forever, but you never connected. God is saying, I'm connecting you right now. I'm calling you right now. I'm calling your name like a blazing wild fire. Family, we can have peace and joy this year before it's over and start the new year in a totally different place if we would just receive that love. Amen. So I challenge you to reflect on that as we continue. Your love is like radiant diamonds bursting inside us. We cannot contain 
Your love will surely come find us like blazing wildfire, singing your name. God of
Thank you, Lord. <laughs> 